0: You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. It's good to be in Las Vegas. Yeah, home of the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. Come on now. Amen. Uh, well, I just want to let you know the Raider Nation is in full effect. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. Here we go. Oh, man, I'm just blessed to be here. Uh, send you greetings from uh, Los Angeles and just... Uh, Love what God's doing, man, in the in the, in this place, and I just want to give honor to your pastors, Pastor Art and Maria, Amen, for just the work that uh, you know they've set out some 18 years ago, right? 18 years ago, and been laboring, Amen, and uh, and I can tell you, I I pioneered a church. I know what pioneering is all about, and uh, if it was easy, everybody would do it. The Bible says, many are called, but the chosen are few, and uh, and so I'm so thankful. That your pastors, you should be thankful too. That they uh, they didn't give up. That they kept fighting week in and week out. They could have easily packed it up, probably a hundred times, and said, "Man, I'm going to get a different life." But you know what? When you're called, they stuck it out, and because of that, there's a wonderful church right here in Las Vegas. Amen. So excited about that. (laughs) Hallelujah, man! Love my man Brandon, who is the jack of all trades. What doesn't that man do, man? He's the media, the drummer, the announcements, the MC. Amen. I mean, man, what would we do without that guy? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We ought to thank God for Brandon over there, man. I said. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's good to be here. Good to be here. Brought uh, one of my disciples with me, Brother Christopher, here in the house. So he got to travel with me. And uh and uh, you know so if, he, if you see me during the sermon uh, go like this or something, it's just signals that we make with each other, but I just give them a hard time. but I'm going to get into this here in a moment. I believe God's got a word for us this morning, and um, yeah but before I get into that, I got get I got to get everybody loose. and so how are we going to get people loose? you know, because have you ever if you ever heard the phrase, "Too much religion makes you a pigeon?" Amen, have you've heard that? Amen. Man, I patented that a long time ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody like rap music in this place? We got any hip-hop heads? No? You like country over there? Uh, he's a Celtic fan. we have mercy on him. Amen. Let me just, let me just flip it like this. We in an all-out battle, a raging war against the devil and his demons. That's why I'm screaming for more. I didn't retire, I refired, retooled, refueled the thought you knew, that's how I do. I remain solo, not a cholo. I can spit it fast to flip it in slow-mo. Odele, bro, this is my rap lingo, not your ordinary gringo from around the way. <laughs> things I say, I put into play. Unlike MCs who say plenty, you leave the mic for the empty, many things tempt me. But I endure to be sure the place I spend eternity is secure. I found the cure for the brokenness, hopelessness, take a toke of this. His name is... Jesus, there you go, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Every now, every now and then, Frosty got to pop out and resurrect itself. Especially sometimes I got to school the youngsters to let them know who's still the boss around here. Amen. All right, all right. Book of Ezekiel, guys, let's get into this. Uh, one of the things I've noticed throughout the service already is uh, there's a word that has came up multiple times, and that's the word river. We, we sang about the river, right? We, there were songs that had to do with the river. Pastor Maria got up here to talk about the river. And so uh, I really feel like the Lord has me right where he wants me this morning because I woke up this morning thinking about I need to talk about the river. So that's what I'm going to talk about here this morning. And I'm called th- calling this message, Let the River Take You. Uh, The book of John says this in chapter 7 verses 38 to 39. Not my text, but I'll read it to you. It says, whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, those who believed in him were to receive, for as yet the Spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now let's look at the book of Ezekiel which is actually going to be my text but I want to talk about that word river Uh, the book of Ezekiel says this the prophet Ezekiel he's given a vision he's given a dream and and this is what it looks like he says in this dream that the angel that that he brought me back Ezekiel chapter 1 uh, 47 verse 1 he says that he brought me back to the door let me stop there here for a minute just to give you kind of like an understanding how many know the door is an entranceway The door is an entranceway, so he's making a picture here with the prophet. He said, he he brought me back to the door of the temple, right, like the house of God. Behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me out by way of the north gate, and led me around on the outside to the outer gate that faces toward the east, and behold, the water was trickling out on the south side. Going on eastward with with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits and then led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, and it was knee deep. And again he measured a thousand and led me through the water, and it, it, and it was waste deep. Again he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through, for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river are very many trees on one side and on the other. And he said to me, this water over the eastern reef goes down into the Araba and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh, and wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many fish, for this water goes there, and the waters of the sea may become fresh, so everything will live where the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea uh, from Ingadi to, to Iniglim. It, it will be a place uh, for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be very many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. Uh, they are to be left for salt. And on the banks on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail. But they will bear fresh fruit every month, because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for healing. Have you we ever heard the term going deeper? When you go deeper, uh, I begin to think the other day in, in my church, we've been having some just tremendous services. There are certain services, that, and you guys could probably all relate to this. Have you ever been to a church service, and you walked out of the church service, and you said to yourself, man, why isn't church like that every week? Have you ever felt like that? You ever there? there there's a, there's those services where we come in and it's like the presence of God just seems a little bit more thicker. Everything just seems to be man that the worship uh, is uh, uh, ten times better, and you're looking at all the details and and you're trying to think. Well, what happened today? Did did somebody pray more? Did, uh, did, did, the, the, did the worship team practice more? Uh, did pastor study more? You know, why, why, why was this particular service this way? And, and, uh, and we don't get that every, every week. Anybody ever felt like that? And I've had services uh, where I like that. And so the Lord began to show me. He said, look, he says, Here, here's what's happening in the church. He says, people got to begin to want to go deeper in the things of God. And so what happens is when you think about going deeper, going deeper is when you push past your personal hindrances and distractions and wade into the deep waters of God's presence with my praise and worship with an open heart of expectation. And not every time time we come to church, if we're honest, are we coming really expecting God to show up. And we're taking church for granted. We just think like, hey, you know, we don't think it's our job. Like we have nothing to do with it. We just think like, ah, I'm just going to show up and we'll see what God does today. But really, we have a lot to do, amen, with, how, with what happens within our church services. And so in this text, in Ezekiel chapter 47... God is telling the prophet Ezekiel, "Amen." Uh, he's saying, "Look, I want you to wade out deeper into the spiritual waters uh, of this spirit filled life. I'm going to show you something. He's going to, I'm going to walk you through the various stages uh, of levels that you're at, and so you can see." The blessings it is that when you get out deeper into the current of the river, when you, you'll experience the blessings of God, but how you can be in the water and not be deep enough to get the blessings that God has for your life. And so he's telling them, I want to get you out here. So he gives them a vision. He says, hey, I said here's here's the river. The river is a type of the Holy Spirit, right? So he says, here's the, here's the river. And so the river is it. And the river came from, you know, the Bible says that it flows out of the sanctuary and it came through the altar, which is a symbolic of a place of sacrifice where Jesus died on the cross, right? And so he goes, it comes from a place from the altar, right? And so he's and he's saying, This this river has no feeder streams. There's nothing that needs to push this thing. This is a constant flow. He He's he's showing them a vision that this river, amen, could heal. He's showing them a vision that this river can revive. He's showing them a vision that uh, it sends forth fruit and freshness. Uh, So he's giving them this vision of everything that comes with the river. He's saying, hey, you know, in the beginning, like we said, he said he brought him back to the door. And he wanted wanted, uh, Ezekiel to understand that everything began with the moment that he accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. So he said, here, let's go out to the beginning of the door. Here's the entrance, amen. This is is how it's going to flow. And then the Bible says that when he went on eastward with a measuring line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits, and he led me through the water, and he said it was ankle deep. Now I want you to picture the story where he's carrying the prophet and he's taking him into this river and he goes, this is ankle deep. And then it says he gets to a place where it is knee deep. And then he says he gets to a place where his waist deep and eventually deep enough for him to swim in. Remember uh, in in the Bible, uh, in the New Testament, the book of Luke chapter 5, 4 says, and when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep, And let down your nets for a catch. We also read in Psalms where the Bible says those who go down to the sea... Uh, in ships who do business on great waters, they have been seeing the works of the Lord and His wonders is in the deep. So God has something symbolic for us about getting into the deeper waters when you get into a place where you're in over your head and you begin to let the river take you, which is the Holy Spirit, amen, take you and guide your life. And so He's showing Ezekiel, He says, look, there's various stages of where you're at. Now, you might be here today, and as the, pro- as the prophet was in the, seeing this vision, and he was getting out into the river, you might be what they would call ankle-deep Christians. And the ankle-deep Christians, because uh, the ankle-deep Christians is those people that, you know, I don't know about you, I'm a river guy, I go to the river all the time. I go out there. I ride my sea dews, I get into the water. Amen. And, and so, uh, you know, uh, but there's a lot of people that go to the river and they just don't like to get into the river, but they like to get their feet wet. And so they come out into the river and they get in there. They get in there and they get their feet in there in the river and the river and they feel the freshness of the river and they even move their feet and it causes all kinds of dirt and all kinds of stuff to roll around. Well, the ankle deep believer and the ankle deep Christian is you can be in church. Amen. And actually, amen, only be ankle deep in this thing. Amen. But you see, the, the problem with that is, amen, we, we, we want to be ankle deep, but we also want to uh, experience the fullness of what God has for our life and the blessings of what God has for our life, but that doesn't happen when you're only ankle deep. And so an ankle-deep living, it's a life uh, uh, that where we are a master of our own actions and reactions. At, at ankle-deep depth of waters, God's spirit is too shallow to control us. doesn't control our life. Amen, those who uh, get saved, they refuse to grow and, 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 and learn. Amen, they're, what, they're just what we call dabblers. They're dabblers. They spend all their time in the shallow end of the river. They're just there, they're dabbling, they're just playing with the water, they're playing with the river, they're playing with church, amen, they're, amen. they're here, but they're not here. They're just dabbling around, and then and they're looking around, and they're wondering, why can't I be like that person, or why is that person, amen, always seem to have the joy of the Lord, or filled with the Spirit, or God taking care of them, and, and so they're dabbling around in the shallow waters. Shallow Christians want people to know that they're in the water, but how deep the water, it will not be mentioned. You've seen them. They're all around us. They never learn to swim or fish in deeper water. Amen. They, they, they don't, they're never able to catch up to where the real blessings are. Amen. They're just content with being in ankle-deep water. We read in Ephesians chapter 4, 14-15, through 15, where the Bible says, so that we may no longer be children. Tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather, uh, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. The Bible also tells us, 1 Peter chapter 2, 2, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that, by, uh, that you may grow up into salvation. And the text goes on. After, he, after, after the prophet, he's getting out there, he's explained about what the ankle deep waters is. Then all of a sudden, amen, he gets taken out into the knee deep. And the Bible says, again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water and it was knee deep. Now, a knee deep is kind of cool because uh, when I go out to the river and I get about knee deep, man, I can feel the current. I can feel it rushing against my knees. I I start to feel a little fresh, amen. But how many know, it's very easy to get knee deep in the waters, whether it's the beach, the river, the lake, wherever you're going. You go knee deep in cold waters, amen. You can feel it, but yet you're still in the safety zone. You're still in a place where it's like, man, you know what? I'm not all the way there because you know. How many know when, when it gets past the knees, it goes up a little bit. Then you're starting to feel it a little bit more. But 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 when you, when it's just at your knees, you're starting to feel like, okay, you know what? Uh, I, I you know this feels a lot a little better, but I'm still close enough to the shore. I'm still close enough to my old life. I'm still close enough to, the, to my old friends. I'm still close enough to the things I used to do. I can still see them. I can still see it. Amen. It's still, I'm not in this thing too deep to where I can't back out. I'm not fully committed yet. And and the knees are symbolic. When we think of knees, what do we do? We think of prayer. Amen. Hitting our knees. You ever heard the term, "You you need to hit your knees. The knees speak of prayer. This represents a life that is learning dependence upon the Lord. This is the problem that we have with the generation today. Amen. Praise the Lord that they do not know how to depend on God for every situation of life. Right? And so this speaks of a life learning to depend on the Lord. This is the person who prays and trying to live their life in faith before the Lord. Those who are at this level, amen, when you're knee-deep, you know something of the power of the river. You can feel it that it's powerful. You can feel it going up against your knees. They can feel it as it rushes past, amen. But the reality of it, those that are knee-deep, they're not affected by it. Knee-deep believers are not affected by it. They know of the power of God. They know what God can do. They know right and wrong. They know what they should be doing. But yet, the river is not affecting their life because they're only knee deep. We got a lot of people like that that filter our church today. And I'm sure probably nobody in here is at that level. That's the church down the street. Uh, but. But the reality is we've all been here. We all get into this place. And we wonder, man, why isn't God moving in my life? Like, I want to see God move in my life. Why is it that I'm not not tapping into the blessings of God that God has for my life? Because we find ourselves in ankle-deep and knee-deep waters. And eventually the prophet gets taken over to waist-deep. Now, I love, when I get waist-deep, you know, I usually, you know, if I'm in the river and I get waist deep, it's usually like, man, there's no sense in me just standing up freezing. I need to throw myself into the river, right, and, 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 just, uh, and just drench myself. But see, waist deep people, amen, uh, uh, you know, it's still, the, the, you know, when he takes them out waist deep, amen, the fewer at this level, amen, they got a sense of some spiritual maturity, in other words, you've lost some control, but the reality is if you've ever been in waist-deep water, sometimes what we'll like to do is we'll like to lift our feet up a little bit and we'll like to flow a little bit with the current. But the reality is with the waist-deep water is at any moment we can still touch the ground. At any moment we can still be safe. At any moment we could stop and walk back to shore to knee-deep levels, to ankle-deep levels. At any moment we can do that. But when we're, but way deep, so 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 we're like, kind of like, it's almost like we're we're enjoying the presence of God. We, we're, we're somewhat, we're almost there, but the reality is there's still some things in our life that we have not let go. It's kind of like the rich young ruler, right? When God shows up and says, hey, you know, you know, he said, what do I got to do to inherit eternal life? And he says, well, you got to, you got to do this and that, and he says, well, I've done all that. And God says, well, you still forgot one thing. See, everybody has a one thing. And that we get into this way, steep area of our life where we're in the river, and man, we can feel the power of the river. We can feel the current. We can feel the desire for the Holy Spirit to break through and move on our life and take us to that next level. Amen. But we're still, we're just kind of we're just kind of teasing and playing games. Are you hearing me? This morning, and then the scripture goes on to say. Again, as he measured a thousand, and it was way, and it was a river that could not pass through, for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And he led, and he said to me, "Son of man, have you seen this?" Then he led me back to the bank of the river. I I love that. I love that, that wording right there that, that is being brought forth to the prophet Ezekiel, because oftentimes, amen, you know, the reality is he says, have you seen this? Have you seen what the power of God can do in your life? Have you seen what it's like, amen, to be under the full functioning power of the holy spirit of your life and the bible says finally finally ezekiel was carried out into the water it was too deep for him to touch bottom to the reality he had to swim he got in over, over his head and so when you get committed to god enough that even the plans that you make are scary that's when you're getting into your deepest walk with god if you have not got into the place where even your plans are scary you're not deep enough You're not deep enough. He had to go so far that he could no longer walk back. He had to get into a place where it's like, man, wherever the river flowed, uh, that's where Ezekiel was going. Uh, That's what the the angel of the Lord was showing him. The current was so strong uh, and the volume of water was so great that Ezekiel was in over his head. See, the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. And so the reality is, is oftentimes we don't want to get in over our head. We want to touch the bottom. We want, we want everything that God has. We want God to show up in a powerful way, but we still want to touch the bottom. We want to feel the fullness of God's current on our life. We want to see, feel the fullness of God's current on our church. We want to feel everything that God has, but yet we still want to touch the bottom. And he's saying, And this is where he got to a point where he says he got so deep that he could not touch the bottom. Now, when I go to the river, when I go to Laughlin and I'm hanging out and I'm relaxing, there's an area that's roped off. There's a whole roped area and that is the area they're saying, "Hey, if you got children or whatever, that's your area, right? You're going to stay there." Amen. And you're going to that's where you're going to go. That entire that entire area that's roped off, you can touch the bottom. You don't have to worry about the river taking you down the stream, but sometimes, man, I look out there and I'll see somebody crazy in the middle of the river that's just floating down the stream. And I'll be like, dang, look at that dude. I wonder where the river's going to take him. But this is the picture, folks, that they were showing Ezekiel that says, hey, listen, man, when you, get into the, when you get engulfed into the fullness of the river, which is the Holy Spirit, and you get into the center, because they say in a river, the center of the river is where the strongest current is. And so when you get into the center of the river and you allow that river to take you, you're, when you're fully at the center of God's will for your life, and the river is taking you, you have no idea, amen, where you're going, uh, but the Bible says you will be resting. So it's kind of like a picture where Ezekiel is just chilling resting in the presence of God uh, as the river is just taking Him all the way down the river. And the Bible says that on the side of the river there's like fruit trees growing and there's all kinds of fruit going on. Uh, His life is becoming just this picture of what fruitfulness is. uh, And all of a sudden the river's taking Him but He doesn't care where it's going to end up. Because He knows who's in control of the river. He doesn't care, you know. It's like he does, you know. And the thing is, people are on the side looking at him, like I'm looking at that guy on the river, saying, "Man, you look at this crazy nut just flowing." Because that's what that's what the world does. The world doesn't understand a life that is fully led by the Holy Spirit. They don't understand it, and so they're laughing, they're mocking. They're saying, "Hey, man, what's up with this fool, man? He just—he's a man. Well, you know, he's going to end up in no—in in the ozone somewhere." But the reality is, is that he was so rested and allowed the Holy Spirit, the the current river, to take him. Are you allowing the river to take your life here this morning? Because here's the reality. When you get that deep, you ever wonder why you ever wonder why people backslide? You ever wonder why people could so easily walk away from God? You ever wonder those well, easy to walk away from when you're only ankle knee, and even waist-deep? Because you can still touch the ground back. Shore. When you get fully surged in the current of the river, Difficult to jump out. It's difficult to jump out. Amen. And, and you get in and over your head, it's difficult. It's the deepest, the deepest, the current, the fastest. It's in, when you're in the center of God's will. Because the deeper you go, the harder it's out. It's kind of like remember uh, as kids, we used to have these kiddie pools. And man, these kiddie pools, man, it, it, now I got a kiddie pool for my dogs. But, but back in the day, we had kiddie pools, and, and you jump in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. But, but my fear, my fear, my honest fear, church, is that sometimes we come to church, and many of the members are living in a kiddie pool. Do you hear me? I'm just going to say because I'm leaving after church. We live in a kiddie pool. It's easy to jump in and out. We get a little feel of the coolness. And when life gets hard, struggles come, we jump out. But when you get in over your head, deep into the river, you say, man, I'm, I'm too deep into this. I can't even jump out if I try. The river of God's spirit is just is just taking me. And where it's taking me, I don't know, but we're going. Right? We're going. We're, we're just going. It's it's taking me, man. We're 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 in flow, man. God is moving. He's taking me somewhere. Amen. And, and we're just going. But that only happens, folks, amen, when you allow. Amen. And that's why that's why the prophet he was being shown the vision of the various stages of the ankle deep, amen, the knee deep, the waist deep, getting in over your head. He was showing, he said, man, he says, it's, it, you won't receive the blessings for your life until you get out there. Peter didn't receive the blessings until he, he said, Jesus, go out deeper. Get out deeper. Get out deeper. You got a conference coming up the well. Dig deeper. Dig deeper. Go as deep as you go as deep as you can to the point says man I'm going to go so deep in my relationship with God that I couldn't try jump out if I tried. Let's all stand to our feet.